Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, as I said, we're going to continue this series, Summer Slump, because we have those moments that we're in a slump of life. And as we do that, we're going to look at Scripture and see what it means for us to encounter Jesus when we have a slump, whether it's a small slump, a big slump, short slump, or a long slump. You know, we can encounter Jesus. We find that Jesus is always there with us in those slump moments of our lives. All right, so let's get started here. And I got a question for you, and really a question, an opportunity for you to kind of share. Name a time you were surprised by good news. Name a time you were surprised by good news. So, you know, if you're online, you can kind of chat out some words there. Here, you can kind of chat out some words if you want. Think about that. I'll, I'll share a time, you know, that I was surprised by some good news. I had heard, you know, at one time in the evening, some rumbling in the house. I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. You hear something, and of course, your first thought is what? There's an intruder in the house, right? And you think, you know, what do I have, you know, in my house? What can I grab? You know, I, I, I have nothing in my house. So I just go to see what's there, you know, making noise in the house, kind of quietly sneaking around to see what it is. And, you know, in a little bit, you know, panicky, because you've ever done that before, ever thought there was somebody in your house, you're a little bit worried. You know, I had to do that, by the way, a little side note, on my vicarage, my internship in Zanesville, Ohio, when the church alarm went off, the vicar, the intern, always had to go check to see what was going on. Now, the previous vicar had this gigantic hunting dog. So when he'd go to the church building, he'd open the door, let the dog go in first. I did not have a dog. I had to go to the building. I'm like going, dear God, please, I hope no one's in here. I hope it's just a faulty alarm once again. Thankfully, it was always a faulty alarm. But in our house, I heard this rustling, and I'm thinking, you know, I've got to protect my family. What's going on here? we got, you know, small kids at this point. And, you know, I'm thinking, what's going to happen here? And suddenly, I figured out, you know, what was making all this noise? A squirrel. <laughs> you talk about good news, right? I mean, I was expecting, you know, someone in there who was going to maybe threaten my life or that of my family. What am I going to do? <sighs> it was just a squirrel. There are those moments in our life when we are surprised by good news. That's exactly what we see here in this gospel encounter, a moment of surprise. In fact, you know, you find out if you sneak up on Jesus, if you sneak up on Jesus, expect to get caught and expect to get changed. Expect to get caught and expect to get changed. Well, let's take a look here at this gospel lesson that Micah read for us. These words here from Micah 5.25, let's read this together. In the crowd was a woman who had been suffering from chronic bleeding for 12 years. Chronic bleeding for 12 years. Sickness is a great intruder in life. It enters without knocking. It's thwarting the plans that we have. It erases all dreams. It mocks the idea of certainty, and it diminishes the hope for the future. It's an intruder in our lives. And this woman was suffering from bleeding for 12 long years. 
Now, some background to, you know, this bleeding, probably a, a hemorrhaging that she had in the Levitical code because she was bleeding. She couldn't be with other people. She was unclean. She couldn't go to the temple and be in God's presence and be with God's people. And she was suffering loss. There are four different kinds of loss that this woman was suffering as she lived through these 12 years. The first was a loss of control. If you've ever been sick before, you know that you lose control, that your body sets the agenda. And that doesn't matter whether it's a, a chew kind of allergy season or a cold, whether it's the flu and suddenly your body just says, it's time to get up because things are moving, or whether it's a long-term chronic illness. No longer do you have control. Your body sets the agenda. And her body set the agenda for her. This bleeding controlled her life. It's also a loss of identity. She lost her identity. She was not, you know, known as a woman. She was lost that, that, that identity and her place in the culture. She, her identity was this the woman. This that woman who is bleeding. Because of that, because she was bleeding, she was unclean, and that became her identity. And sometimes, you know, when we are sick, especially if it's a chronic, long-term illness, that becomes our identity. The way that we see ourselves and the way that others can see us. She also suffered from a loss of certainty. She suffered from the certainty of what the future would hold for her. The certainty of being able to make plans and have dreams. Nothing seemed certain. Because of that, there was a loss of hope. She had despair. She was discouraged. She had tried, you know, it says she had tried all kinds of different things. And if you've ever been sick before, sometimes you try different things. I wonder just some of the weird things that we try sometimes when we are sick, you know. And especially today, you can go on Google, YouTube, listen to all kinds of experts or so-called experts and give you all kinds of crazy ideas of what to do when you are sick. And on top of that, she also went and saw a lot of doctors. And, and, and the doctors couldn't do anything for her. It's interesting, and Luke's gospel, you know, has this same encounter with this woman, but Luke leaves out the doctor part, which you know is unusual if you know Luke, because Luke was what? He was a doctor. Holy Spirit allowed him to leave that part out. But that, you know, she had lost hope. And wow, it, it, it is so difficult when you lose hope. Yet this woman was also determined. She had heard that this Jesus was coming. So she decides that she's going to touch this Jesus. If I just touch the hem, and really what the, the idea is, is that prayer shawl is probably what they're talking about, the prayer shawl that goes there, and it's got these little fringes on the end, that if I can just touch that, because he's a prophet, I will be healed. I know it. I believe it. I hope it is. And so you imagine she probably kind of disguises herself because if people know who she is, if they recognize her, they're all going to back away because she is what? She is not clean. She is dirty. And what do you do when you feel unclean and, and dirty? What do you do when you feel despair and discouraged? 
she, you know, we learn from this woman, what does she do? She, she gets into the crowd and she works her way through the crowds of people. And, and this is an event, you know, where there's just tons of people packed in there. And so she is touching all kinds of people and they're bumping into her. And they are now ceremonially unclean. And she works her way and finally she touches Jesus. And then what happens? She is healed. Just like that. Immediately she is healed. The bleeding stops. You know what it's like when you're sick and you get better? Especially if you've been sick for a long time. The bleeding stops. She's healed. You know, when we encounter Jesus, we can expect to get caught and expect to get changed. She does that, and then she wants to kind of sneak back, you know, into the crowd and hide. Because, again, this is being an embarrassing thing. You know, she can go show herself to the priest and say, hey, look, the bleeding stopped. I'm healed. But instead, Jesus suddenly stops. Now, a little context here. Jesus was on his way to heal somebody else. This is, he's on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. And Jesus has got this urgent thing because Jairus' daughter is going to die. You know, she's near her deathbed. And he stops. Because he knows. He said because he could feel the power go out through him. It's not like he was a battery. He was like, boop, and, you know, and felt the power go out. But he could sense that someone had been healed. He could sense her faith and her determination and her desperation. And he says, who touched me? Now, if you've ever been like where you wanted just to hide in a crowd of people, you know, you don't want anybody to know who you are, which that's one of the advantages of wearing the face mask right now sometimes. You can wear that. People don't know who you are. I've been to hy sometimes. I've seen people that should know who I am. And the face mask, they have no idea who I am. And I sometimes see people and they're like, hey, pastor. I'm like, oh, yeah. But, you know, you, 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 she wants to sneak away and she can't. Now she's been called out and you kind of get the idea. She kind of comes forward and she's like, it was me. And then she goes on and she tells her story in front of everybody. Everyone, she tells the story. I've been bleeding for 12 years and it, I've tried all kinds of things. And I was just hoping that if I reached out and touched the hem of your garment, I'd be healed. The bleeding is stopped. You know, and, and, and what's so powerful here, not only just, does Jesus, you know, catch her in that moment, Listen to the compassion, the love, and the care that he has for her and, and what this means for her life. We read these words together from Mark 5.34. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be cured from your illness. Daughter, your faith has made you well. So what does this mean? Remember we talked about, you know, in, in illness there's a loss of control, the loss of identity, the loss of certainty, and the loss of hope. And that encounter with Jesus, that changes her at that very moment. Because now, now she discovers that Jesus, Jesus is in control. I mean, she didn't just suck the power out of Jesus. Jesus healed her. Jesus is in control even when it seems like our lives and our world is out of control. And that gives us that stability. That gives us that confidence to know that we have a Savior who is always with us. And Jesus gives her an identity because she had been defined by her illness. She had been defined by her brokenness. But now... 
Jesus says these words, and he does not say this more than just a few times in the scriptures. Daughter. Those words, I mean, it seems like something we just could fly over, but it's so powerful. Daughter, child of God, we are connected. You belong here in this community. You are one of us. Her identity now is in Jesus and his love. And so is our identity. Our identity is not by our physical, emotional, psychological elements and illnesses. It's not by our sin illnesses. Our identity is in Jesus and his love for us. Jesus is our certainty that we had this certainty in Jesus. Remember, her life had uncertainty. There was no sense of control in that life, no sense of, of what her life would mean, but now she is certain. Now she knows what her future holds and who holds her future. And Jesus is our hope. He was her hope at that moment and forevermore, and he is our hope. Jesus is our living hope because he is a risen Savior. That when we are in those moments, we feel like we've lost control, when we've lost our identity, when we've lost that certainty, when we've lost that hope, Jesus is there. Just as he promises, I will never leave you. I'll never abandon you. See, when we encounter Jesus, when we encounter Jesus, we can expect to get caught, to caught in his love, his grace, and his mercy, and to be changed forever. So here's the challenge for us as we go forward in this new week. Where in your life do you need to reach out to Jesus? I mean, this is what we really learned from this woman. Yes, she was healed physically from her bleeding, and it made such a change in her life, but for us, Whatever's going on in our lives right now, where in your life do you need to reach out to Jesus? Maybe it's for that hope and that certainty. Maybe it's to know that he is in control in a world that seems, in a life that seems out of control. Maybe it's to find your identity. She considered that this week. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and we give you praise that you are for us the one who changes everything. We thank you. The Lord, just as that woman reached out and touched you and she was healed, so Lord, we reach out to you. We too can be healed. We can be healed physically, emotionally, psychologically, Lord, spiritually. Lord, help us. Help us, we pray, to truly identify where in our lives we need to reach out to you and to know in faith, just like that woman did, even in desperation, that you were there and that you healed. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.